You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. And the next question actually goes right off the back of where you just ended about positions that are kind of dropping on the board. Tim asks, why are linebackers devalued? I understand they're relying on line play, but they have to make the most tackles. And then someone followed up on that, 12th man, who listens to the Hoffman Show every day on the Team 980. Appreciate you for doing that. Always tweeting the show. Uh, says uh, about the linebackers, the crazy thing is both Rivera and JDR are former linebackers, and Rivera built the Panthers around Luke Keekley. Rivera has devalued relative to other position groups, linebackers, O-line, corners, tight ends, and punt returner, kick returner, and missed on quarterbacks. So turns into a little bit of a shot at Rivera there. But I, the first part of that I think is interesting because like Keekley obviously was tremendously important to what they built in Carolina on that side of the ball. So it, to me, it's like, the same thing with running back and and linebacker. These are positions that are incredibly involved in the game. Like running back, he's going to get the ball 15 to 30 times a game, depending on who it is and what scheme and, and how you play and all that kind of stuff. It seems like that guy should be really important. Your linebacker leads the team in tackles if you're doing it right. Um, and, and also is the one who calls your defense and communicates everything. So uh, there is a little bit of a mental hurdle for me talking about these positions being devalued to the level that they are. However, it's, I guess it really comes from what I understand and, and the way I think about it, it comes down to value. Like how hard is it to find a really good one? How hard is it to find an elite one? How hard is it to find like a passable one? And then what is ultimately the difference in wins and losses between having those three level of players and the the answer is not much. Like if you have an right. elite running back versus a a good enough running back, you're not going to win that many more football games as opposed to having difference makers at at edge, at corner, at pass rush or at a at quarterback obviously. And and to me like that's that's how I would answer that question, but how would you answer it? I mean, we could probably do a whole show on this, quite honestly. You know, just talking about the way the league's going. And it's I think Nick easiest- write it down for June. I think the easiest one to, to kind of look at is running back. And so keep in mind, we're talking about linebacker. We're going to start with running back. Okay. So running backs, it's a, a serviceable running back can look excellent behind an average offensive line. I'm going to talk about one of my favorite football players I ever played with in Alfred Morris. Okay. So Alfred Morris was one of the most productive running backs his first three years of the NFL. Okay. A lot of that was scheme driven. A lot of that was offensive line driven. A lot of that was quarterback driven. If Alfred Morris had gone to a different scheme, he would definitely not have been as productive. He might not have even been the starter 
and a different system, right? He just happened to kind of strike lightning. His running style fit really well. He was a very good football player, but he was also a six-round draft pick, right? They didn't have a lot of equity, you know, draft equity invested in Alfred. And I think that's a good thing for people to remember is that because of the system, you can elevate a running back, right? And so with regards to um, running back, obviously, like people say, oh, Bijan Robinson's the guy, but historically it's more predicated on offensive line production and it's more predict- predicated on scheme. So if I, why am I going to waste a first round draft pick on Bijan Robinson when I can get a guy in the third round, like his backup, um, I forget his name at the moment, but the backup running back in Texas, who, if he goes to the right system, if he goes to the right place, could be just as productive in terms of yards per carry. Now, Bijan's a freak because he catches the football well. He does all this stuff really well at a high level. He's very unique. Um, so this is maybe a little bit hard around that conversation, but it's so scheme-driven. It's so offense-dependent. And running back by committee now is kind of prevalent throughout the NFL, right? So that guy's not even on the field all the time. And so obviously Bijan might be the exception to this rule. But linebacker is very, very similar. And basically what I've, you know, when you do studies of linebacker play, linebacker has become so hard to play it doesn't matter how good you are, it it's just hard to play linebacker in the NFL. So you, it's going to be bad kind of regardless. Does that make sense what I'm saying? So why am I going to invest this big draft capital in this position that you need a Luke Keekley to be to, to be successful at? And I, I you know everyone makes comparisons to Luke Keekley. I hate to break it to the listener base. He is a Hall of Fame linebacker. He's the best linebacker in the NFL in the last twenty years, Craig. I don't know how long. Like he's an exceptional football player. I mean, who's the last guy who's that good? Like, like besides I him, I can't think of it. I can't think of it. I can't like right? his <clears throat> play of the modern era. Recognition. Of the modern era. Yeah, his play recognition, his speed, his the the tackling ability, his ability in coverage. Like he was an A plus at literally everything you could right. possibly be as a linebacker. And everyone says, "Oh, what about like Ray Ray Lewis, Brian Urlacher? Those guys played in an era where you were seeing sixty five percent run frequency." So you had to just be a really good tackler and very physical. Now these guys have to be kind of of two physical profiles. They have to be able to run with a third receiver in trips. They have to be able to fit a run. They have to be able to take on a guard. They have to be able to tackle, play man-to-man on a linebacker in space, right? And there just aren't – it's kind of like quarterback in a weird way. There just aren't enough guys with that physical skill set to be like, this is the guy we need. This is who – this is going to elevate our defense. And, like, obviously good linebacker play – elevates your defense but it's just too challenging to find that guy a guy that a we just talked about how hard it is to play linebacker but b is also directly affected by the guys that play in front of him and the guys that play behind him so why do i invest a ton of money invest a ton of capital in a position that is that is so is so hard to find and so hard to it is so dependent on other variables within the defense and so that's what i would say it's like they're, the best one right now is Fred Warner. He's like a f- second or third round pick out of Utah, right? And he was an overhang Will, who was basically like the nickel player in college. Got a little bit bigger, has the instincts of a safety, has the physicality of a linebacker, and you get this perfect kind of specimen of the modern linebacker. Bobby Wagner, same thing, was the overhang player at Utah State. So you're looking for like a plus athlete who is also crazy physical. And just when you go through, and also crazy smart. And so when you go through the evaluations every single year, you're like, there's maybe one guy in this whole class who could get that done. And this year there's maybe two. And then you say, well, what's more important? The, the, phys- the, 
then you kind of say it's it's like tight end in this way. The athletic profile becomes more and more important. And so you kind of start looking around and saying, okay, here's this defensive end who's a little bit undersized, but he ran a 4-4 and is good in space and drop coverage. Can he play linebacker? Here's this big safety who's good in zone coverage, can match up against a tight end. Can he be physical enough? And so it becomes not about the position that you played in college, but more about the athletic profile and can you physically get some of that stuff done? So why haven't some of the guys who we thought could do that, like a Devin White, top five prospect a couple of years ago on a lot of people's boards. I can't remember what he actually went in the draft, right. um, but like he was a guy that, you know, kind of like Bijan where it's like, okay, he's a top five player in the draft, even in positional value, he's going to get drafted later. He was certainly top 10 on most draft boards, right? Coming sure. out of LSU. Everyone's like, this guy's the truth. He's smart. He's physical. Like he's fast as hell. I think he ran like a four, four, three or something. Yeah. Why had, why doesn't it work for someone like him? Cause like, if you get that guy, I think, I think what, what, fans would would push back on if i'm yeah, anticipating the rebuttal is like okay well what if you get it right like if you're right. ron rivera former linebacker and you're jack del rio former linebacker and you get the right guy and you coach him up like couldn't that take your defense to a whole new level and isn't at that point it worth it so like why why hasn't it worked for the guys that that we think that it should work for and and what you know, like how, how do you respond to that kind of like, well, if it works, is it worth it kind of argument? Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast yeah i think that's a great question and so when you look at let's devin white's a great example so devin white never fits runs correctly and it's not devin white's fault in college you get these spread offenses right you have one gap, you fit your gap, you run and hit, they cover you up, and you've got better defensive linemen than they have offensive linemen. You make a ton of plays. Devin White essentially does the same thing here, but because of how varied and nuanced and complicated NFL run schemes are, you need to have a brilliant mind back there playing. Because the second, let's say I'm playing Will Linebacker, for example, the second the backside guard pulls, right? So I'm on the right side of the offensive formation. The backside guard pulls. I need to know now, that I am no longer fitting the backside A gap. I am now fitting the front side A gap just because the guard pulls. Oh, wait, now they brought a tight end in motion to kick out the Sam. So they've added two gaps to the front side of the run. So now I'm not fitting the front side A gap. I'm fitting the front, the, the front side B gap. 
and the safety is now going to fit the front side A-gap, right? And that's just because of a motion, which happens immediately on the snap, right? So that's run fits, which are kind of the easiest part of playing linebacker in the NFL are run fits. And now because of schemes, because of Kyle Shanahan, because of Green Bay, because of all these different these schematic innovations, it just becomes harder and harder to do that, right? I'm playing Will Linebacker. I get a reverse action to me on run away. I am technically the contained player. I have to sit with the reverse while also fitting backside A. Like I'm every single play, that level of the defense is put in this colossal bind, right? So that's why I say schematically, how do you elevate that guy? Let's take the reverse example for just as an example, right? Instead of rotating the strong safety down towards the tight end, we rotate him weak. So now the now the backside linebacker just has to fit backside A. Strong safety has contained, right? So schematically, like why do I need to hunt and peck for this elite, elite kind of one of one type guy when if I just find a scheme that works a little bit better in terms of insulating my linebackers, we're okay. So Devin White, and let's go back to him, for example. So we talked about the the need to fit runs, which he has a hard time with. Now you need to cover. And one of the things about him is they don't make him cover. They make him blitz a lot, not because he's a great blitzer, which he is, but because they don't trust him in coverage. So it's just like this thing where it's like Levante David, I think, is a really good example. He's a guy that's grown up, matured at the position, had time on task, reps in the defense, and knows how to cover, knows how to blitz, knows how to fit runs. He's smart. He's seen a whole bunch of pictures. And how do you know Levante David's going to be that guy? And I wish I had an answer for you. I don't have an answer because it's so that position in the NFL right now is so damn hard to play. And you need an elite athlete, you need a smart guy, you need an instinctive football player. And that's something that when you watch these guys on film, you're like, athletically can do it. Take take this example. The guy from uh, Clemson, I forget his name at the moment, the linebacker from Clemson who's basically like cornerback athletic. Like he is ridiculously athletic. And he's physical. He hits. You like his film. But he, I don't know if he can do it. Talking about uh, Trenton Simpson? Trenton Simpson. I don't know if he can do it at the NFL. And people say, why, Logan? He just checked all these boxes for you. He's not very instinctive. So the run will be happening in front of him. He'll be sitting looking. And he can overcome some of that because he's a tremendous athlete. But it doesn't click the way you want it to. So then you compare that to Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell, again, one of the most instinctive players in the class. Excellent tackler. Physical at defeating blocks. Understands and has a great feel for the position but is never in coverage in that defense. It's hard to find someone who can do all three. And at the NFL level, you got to do all three. So let's bring it all back to kind of Jamin Davis, right? And everyone wants to get mad at Jamin Davis. He has improved in terms of his recognition. I think he can still get better in that area. Physically taking on blocks, improved as a tackler, and improved as a coverage player. And when you look back at the top guys selected in his draft, he's one of the best in that class. And it's not because Jamin is like this, he's playing really well right now. It's because it's just so hard to get a linebacker. So I know I've kind of ranted about this, but is, am I, am I, if I landed this plane, Craig, does it make sense? Or are we just still in the ether in terms of confusing linebacker talk? I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. I, to me, it just sounds like the position is really hard to play. So why try? It's not um, even why. Bit. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It's like not why try, but why am I going to? So let's, this is good. I'm glad you brought this up. So offensive line, easy evaluation. Defensive line, easy evaluation. High-value positions that are easy to evaluate. That's why you see them get bumped up draft boards. Linebacker, hard evaluation, hard to kind of predict how they transfer, becomes less of a less less um, less of a sure thing, right? 
And so that's why they get pushed down because mm. the risk of, of missing is much, much higher. And so why am I going to mortgage a first round pick on somebody that I'm not that confident is going to make it right when I can find someone else in the later rounds who, again, fits a better athletic profile. It's kind of like tight end in this way, like where, you know, we were talking about how athletic traits at the tight end position um, project to better tight end play right? right at the NFL level. Linebackers kind of the same way. Length, speed, like how they play in space, those metrics translate a little bit better to the NFL level. Right. And, and I guess the then the compounding part of that is if you spend that first round pick on a defensive lineman, which is an easier evaluation as well, that guy can make anybody playing behind him better. So like right. you are reliant on other, it, it's a position that's more reliant than a lot of others on what's happening around them. Like running back. Yep. Like running back. And then what you just said as well, where the evaluation is incredibly difficult and you would like to be confident that whoever you're taking with the higher mortgage or the higher mortgage payment, if you will, uh, that higher pick is someone who's actually going to be good. Right. Um, and it's, that not that they're, it's not that they're bad that college sense. players. Like, yeah, it's just like, so Jack, or that they will be bad pros or they're right. not worth it and going to help you win. It's just, it's a, it's a giant crapshoot. And why would you want to take your, biggest piece of investment uh you know capital and use it on something that's a crapshoot right and i think like that's the thing about like jack campbell because you know we're talking draft like i love jack campbell and of the guys in this class he's the guy that you feel most confident about him transitioning because he's got a feel for the position and i think that's the thing that's hard like with Devin white is he doesn't have that feel Jamin didn't have that feel for the position now is he the best in coverage no can you live with that? Can you find a way to schematically manage that? Yes. And so you say, okay. And because he's got that it factor, that je ne sais quoi for that linebacker spot, I think you that like that almost becomes more important in some ways than that hyper freaky athlete. You just need a guy who gets it. And that's really hard to tell in college because of how offenses are so spread out now. And NFL offenses are kind of like the opposite. So just a thought there. And again, like I think yeah. they linebacker drafting would be excellent. It just, again, and that's the other thing about linebacker in college. There's not a lot of linebackers, like true linebackers. You know, right. they're all kind of like these big safeties. They're rushing on third down. You don't get guys who are just in that spot, kind of getting data every single time about what the front looks like calling defenses. Like we were talking about. It just, it's, it's become a really tough position to kind of get from college to the NFL. Got it. Uh, in short, on the value piece, uh, don't don't gamble your mortgage money. Correct. Uh, you know, Unmissed. gamble your gambling money. That's yes. that's later round picks. Mortgage your mortgage money. Gamble your gambling money. 